Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Is that Bryce Norton? Hello, Vancouver. Hello, how are you doing, Bryce Norton? I'm doing very well, thank you. And hello to all our listeners. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. Welcome, welcome to Homo Sapiens, world viewers and listeners. It's so nice to uh, have your ears uh, next to us. The podcast equivalent of a bubble bath. That's what I think we should be our little <laughs> right? selling point, don't you, Alan? <laughs> That's a good one, yes. And you're f- fever pitch excited about today's episode are you not i'm very excited because we have a theme uh, of a little theme that you're exploring what is it christopher it's lgbtq plus safe spaces yes and um i think we could do a few more of those in the world just as a general uh, point but uh, we're talking specifically to two lovely boys who live in edinburgh their names are oscar kirk hansen and zach riding and what's really fascinating about them well they're both fascinating boys in in their own right but they during uh, the uh art which is the acronym I refer to as um, unprecedented troubled times. During UT, they did uh, something remarkable. They started a new business. They opened this cafe, the Greenwood Cafe in Edinburgh, and it's a, a, a queer, sober space, safe space. And I think that's really fascinating. I'm really intrigued about, by that on many levels. And I just think good on them for in, mm. you know, starting up a business when everybody else is closing down. So they're obviously very uh, enterprising as well as clever boys gosh i sound like a huge granddad when i said that but then you know i could be their fucking granddad let's face it listen as one um what are you you're a patron as one venue owner to another i'm sure they'll ex- that's true and i've lots to talk about our uh, our overheads and our and our um what other things do we do or oh, they, they won't have the liquor uh, laws thing that i have to no, do. no and probably less thefts from the till no that's a joke um <laughs> no the thing is there's less till now because everyone does it on their on their card oh I of love, course I love, I love when you take so well, it's been so long since i've served behind the bar at club coming but i love when someone gives me the credit card and i say do you want to keep it open because <laughs> <laughs> guess what they say yes and then alan <laughs> i'm so i use my powers of a, my alluring powers when i'm a when i'm a barman well you're doing it for good let's remember that well, so <laughs> yes. yeah because um i feel a bit left out actually i've just realized i'm the only person who doesn't own a safe space here aside if we discount my arms in which ridley the dog is lying as we speak <laughs> can you can i see if you can hear him snoring can you hear that I, well, because I'm not. I, oh, I'm, of course, I'm not you're on not the mic. On the, 
Uh, glad you're cute. Yeah. Technology wins again. But uh, yeah, I, d- I just want to talk to them about alcohol free spaces, actually, because I yeah, think it's interesting. You know, it's really interesting. And I think uh, I will repeat myself, but you know what, listeners, maybe you'll like it. Uh, I feel like so much of gay culture, queer culture is about uh, we unite to, you know, we go and find each other in places that involve drink and drugs. And yeah. it's really nice yeah. if you can have places where you don't. And and especially by young people, for young people as well. Mm. I think that's, I'm really, I don't know, I'm really inspired by these boys and, and looking forward to talking to them. So let's go and chat to them, shall we? Hello, boys. It's so Hi. good to meet you. Hi, boys. I love your full names come up on this thing. Zachariah Drew Riding. Yeah, and the name my mum blessed me with. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and then we've got Oscar Kirk Hansen, aka Mystica Glamouroscar Hansen. Zoom's a funny one. It seems to take every name all together. So I'm, you know, <laughs> and whatever you want me to be, as all drag queens say. I was going to say, is this the point of where I ask? So which one of you does drag? <laughs> well, it's clearly Zach. But boys, we're so excited to talk to you because. Um, of well, for for many reasons, but the, the reason that we were um, we heard about you was because of the Greenwood Cafe, which is this uh, cafe which you've opened in Edinburgh, and um, I just think it's such a great thing to a to be opening an, a business at all, and also just the idea that this it's a sober space, and also it's a it's a uh, for younger people as well. I just think tell us about yeah. why what how this came about and why you felt the need for it. Um well, uh, basically I uh, I saw a post on um a local share group called the Meadow Share um as uh, from a lady called Shall we point out to the uh, viewing millions what the Meadows is? Uh, the Meadows is a um, large area of grass in the south of Edinburgh. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and not grass you can smoke, actual grass you like. No, although yeah. there's lots, probably lots of grass you can smoke there. <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah, so somebody shared it on a, a Facebook group and I thought, oh gosh, wouldn't that be a great idea to open a cafe during the middle of a pandemic? That uh, sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Um, not not even an hour later, Oscar shared on Facebook, oh my God, wouldn't this be a great idea to open a cafe, you know, somebody do it with me. And I was like, I was just about to email about it. So, really? Yeah, it was it was like fate almost. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Kissing it. Yeah. But did yeah. you know each other already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, it, but you had the idea separately? Yes. Pretty much. I just shared this post almost as a joke. Not like a joke, but I was just very like, Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had a little queer cafe? Ha ha ha, lol. Like, mm. maybe <laughs> as if hypothetically one day someone would do that. Um, and then I, suddenly I, get, I started getting like 50 comments from people saying, yes, do it. That would be amazing. Mm. Uh, and then Zach commented saying, I was about to write them. Should we do it? Wow. And I thought, oh, well, that's so lovely. Okay. And why do you think there was such a, a response to that? Why was there such a need? Uh, I think a whole lot of factors sort of went into it. And I think partly... Um, partly because the options for like queer nightlife and socializing and, you know, just queer spaces in general are so often bars, nightclubs, quite small ones as well with loud music. And um, the only sort of queer event there is to go to are like drag shows or just club nights. Um, And the thing is, the two of us worked in nightlife, uh, worked at the same bar, mostly the street here in Edinburgh. Um, And Zach is a DJ, me as like a a drag queen and a showrunner. and, and so it is a bit weird that we, the two of us, opened a sort of queer sober space when we're like yeah. fully just, you know, we went from working in nightlife and partying to being So like, it's almost a reaction to what you were uh, 
maybe you needed a break. Is that what you're saying? Probably. And I think as well during lockdown, I think during lockdown, so many people, you know, they didn't have the option to go out and drink and get, get drunk. Um, started feeling this need for like something different and a different way to socialize. Um, and the idea of there being a very openly, like explicitly queer space, but where you could just go and like hear each other talk, you know, and like yeah, have some yeah. soup or a coffee or a croissant or whatever. Um, I think lockdown really helped with that. And it sort of like opened people's minds to like what we could actually do as like a queer community. Yes. Um, so yeah. How, and, how has it been going? Um, I mean, it's been, it's been quiet. We had a really, really busy opening weekend. Um, I think busier than any of us were expecting. Um, but <clears throat> just due to how, Obviously, the, the the time that we're living through at the moment, a lot of people I think are still scared to go outside. Rightly so, you know. Um, but it's 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 kind of affecting us, but nothing that we didn't expect. You know, we right. thought this is going to be the most troubling time, probably the best time to open a cafe or any business at the moment is to do it when you've got all these rules and restrictions in place. Because if you can do it through that, once we're through yeah. the other side of this, we're we're in the clear, and you know the possibilities are endless. So, so that's good. So you're on an upward curve. Here's hoping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have you, did you discuss the soberness of it? Was that a decision you made together or was that a licensed thing? Or It was It was definitely something that we thought of going into it. You know, um, I mean, I know how difficult it is to turn a licensed premises into a viable business anyway in, in today's world. But mm-hmm. it was one of those things of I it never even crossed my mind to do alcohol from day one. I was always like, I need somewhere that's open in the day and that's accessible for people under 18 because mm. that they're the people, I think, in Edinburgh in the queer community that get neglected more than anybody because, really? I th- yeah, I think there's just not a, a lot of things that they can do that isn't run by charities, you know, LGBTU, Scotland, things like that. They're the only things that I see for under 18s and uh, I've even had people say to me, oh, when I was 17 and I was going to the Pride March, I wanted somewhere to go afterwards. And it was throwing it down with rain and all we wanted to do was go inside. But all of the places are bars with bouncers on the door. You have right. to be over 18. They right. were like, I would have, you know, jumped for joy if I knew that there was somewhere like this when I was 17. Mm. Oh, that's great, boys. That's a, that's a great service you're giving to kids. Is there part of it as well for you that you wanted to create somewhere that isn't online for younger people to meet up as well? Well, obviously, when we first came up with the ideas and we were like brainstorming what we could do, we were like, oh, great. And we can have like little activities and workshops. And um, we've got this little like um, basement space with a really low ceiling, which is great for me because I'm six foot three. Um, <laughs> and we thought we could have all sorts of like events in there you know as I was saying like instead of just a drag show we have anything else and then after about a couple of weeks we thought oh right well we can't do that because of COVID Um, and you know meeting up and so what we're thinking of doing um, is doing more online events like sort of open mics and little workshops um, even just like little sort of social meetings anything really so I'm going to start brainstorming that more. Online things with your patrons to keep so when they can't come to the come to the cafe you mean is that what you mean yeah like when they can't come to the cafe or you know if lockdown restrictions get even tighter it's just a little way of uh creating more community and even more spaces because if, as we were saying even now i think a lot of people are still quite scared of leaving the house or right. you know they, they don't feel quite safe or and, and also a lot of the people that we're appealing to are younger introverted uh you know don't drink so they don't have this sort of oh i can go out and go crazy side so 
we are sort of appealing to the people who might not come out both you know right. in terms of like being gay and you know, <laughs> actually coming out of the cafe mm -hmm. um so i think doing online events could actually be a way of like creating more community in a way because i've seen that right. happen with um drag shows for example mm -hmm. like after two weeks suddenly every drag queen was doing a zoom show or a youtube show or a um a twitch show with like yes. forms together and of course it's not the same thing at all but it's at yes. least something and a way of bringing us together, you know, instead yes. of us all just sitting at home, you know, despairing about the state of the world. I know, yeah. you know that's I, I, you know, I have a bar called Club Coming in New York, a, a oh. cabaret bar, and it's this. We have a similar sort of thing, like over the whole thing with COVID. Obviously, we're closed, and but the thing that got me is aside from initially sort of thinking, oh gosh, the people who work for and perform there don't have any income now, and we tried to do something about that. But then it became more about the sort of spirit of the bar and the sort of family that we'd created and how that was in danger of, of people were craving that. Mm. And so I was really impressed actually by how people were doing these sort of, you know, uh, very, very kind of enterprising, doing these different online shows but now we've started to do them and started to use maybe there's something you could do so started to use the bar as like a studio so that people could come and uh, you know you, we've alan we've make sure you get a cut make sure you get a cut. 20 <laughs> 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 percent. so i've been using my my little home sort of living room slash drag factory at this point but we're coming up towards the second anniversary of, of well, what would have been the second anniversary of my show glamour um, and I was thinking of actually going to the nightclub uh, and filming some bits there, even just like for my hosting bits kind yes, of thing. Yes. Um, so I can actually use the spotlight and the smoke machine. Um, and we've got these lovely shots there called uh, Pussy Bombs, which are with an energy drink called Pussy. Um, cause oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've the, seen the, the Pussy. stuff. Oh, and then the jokes begin. You've seen Pussy because not in a while, I wouldn't imagine. Oh, <laughs> honey, it's been yonks. But yeah, I just want to go back there and like be in drag and just feel stupid and do it, <laughs> like do my job. Um, and that sounds great. Can I ask a question? And this might, um, I don't associate drag with soberness. And so tell me more about that. Well, at first, you know, lockdown came in and basically every drag queen the world over was out of a job. Um, and so I had like a, a week of despairing about that. And then suddenly one week of like, right, let's do an Instagram live show. Let's do a YouTube show. Let's do like whatever we can content, content, content. Um, and then I started, you know, to sort of get back into the flow of my job drinking to do that. Um, so mm -hmm. like having a bottle of wine as I filmed a live show or whatever and all that. Uh, and it got to the point where I was like, this is not fun because I'm not in a nightclub surrounded mm. by screaming, you know, appreciative queers, basically. Um, I'm just sat exact like right here again, uh, sort of what, you know, on FaceTime with a friend watching a, maybe a Twitch show or something. Um, and it just wasn't the same. Um, and I just had this moment of like, okay, I need a break from this. Um, and also this moment of realization that the job of a drag queen is essentially a professional alcoholic up to a point. Uh, you you can do it, you know, cleverly and soberly. That's but... not where I thought you were going with this. I have to say, uh, well, that's <laughs> profound. But <laughs> well, but up to a point, it was just I just got a little bit tired of like waking up and having a hangover. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Recently we talked to our friend Amru, who, um, whose drag name is Glamru. Is that right, Chris? Glamru. Yes. yes. And they um, are uh, an Iraqi drag queen in London. And they were talking about how during lockdown, it was, uh, they wondered, would they, uh, would they miss all that, all the dressing up part? Is that something that is something that kind of you only enjoy communally or communally, whatever, however you pronounce it. And uh, what was fascinating for them was that they kind of dressed up on, the, on their own at home uh, sometimes. And I, I thought that was really interesting that kind of what you're saying is that a part you imagine that part of, and, and it's, you don't imagine, a part of the job, a lot to do with the job, is being out there and kind of being in a party environment. And it's about finding out, I mean, what what is the essence of what you do? In some way it is, yes, communicating and, and entertaining and all that. But there's also something about the dressing up and the transforming that is something that is not, that is a private thing as well. So do you, have you dressed up at home? Yes, absolutely. And I really started doing, you know, sort of videos at home and like live performances on on Zoom, for example, and things like that. Um, and I did get to a point where I actually right now I quite enjoy it in a way, but it is a very different thing. It's much more like, OK, I can sit right here in this exact position I am now with my camera there and some backdrop, including this fan or whatever it is, the green screen. And I can edit and sort of curate a whole little performance, um, which is fantastic because you've got more options. Um, but it's a very different thing from the sort of instantaneous energy exchange of being on a stage or in a crowd or in any kind of venue and doing it live. Yeah. Um, you don't have that, you know, like you do a move or a, a joke or whatever and the, the audience cheers, which is like yeah. such a big thing with a drag show specifically. Um, you can't make them what? laugh directly or you can't hear it. And it doesn't give you that sort of extra motivation to yeah. do it. Yeah. It's like, I suppose, the difference of acting, like for me, like I really love, uh, acting in the theatre because of that you get that immediate reaction but I enjoy acting in film as well but, but you just don't get that so maybe the crew laugh you know what I mean but uh, yeah yeah precisely like, it's a whole like my, my, my flatmate will be like oh that, that was good hon I'm like no it wasn't I have to redo yeah. it again it's like oh <laughs> do another take you know and, and there's you a lot have of... Sort of you have to become your own audience in a way you have to kind of and I think that's an interesting thing actually about working on camera you have to understand what it is that you do that, that works and doesn't uh, better and so it helps yeah. better as a theater performer having done some c camera work i think yeah and as what a drag queen you're sort of you're doing your your hair your makeup your outfits your everything and now you're like watching yourself you're performing in mm -hmm. front of just a camera and you have to mm -hmm. edit it together so you're sort of there looking at every little thing like oh i missed a half a lyric there or i should have made that funny or i should you know it's um, a lot in a way i think what it sounds like is the thing that you're doing is you're doing one half of the relationship that you normally have and the the half that you're doing is really important you're fulfilling the role within your community that people come to these shows and they gather together and it means so much to them and it's how we connect 
but you're sort of doing that but in this weird vacuum and actually it's like it's unrewarding but weirdly for the people watching it's still it's still so great and yeah. like i was just thinking about how i'm sort of bringing it back to like greenwood cafe and like you know you are creating something that represents something for people right and a place where people can gather and i think it's so funny that like someone posted it on facebook and they go and all these people comment underneath and go oh that would be great but we almost are as queer people sort of go that would be great but it's not going to happen you know yeah you sort of just expect that you wouldn't oh it wouldn't work and you know because we're just used to not having this we are with alcohol in oh yeah yeah but not yeah. without alcohol. we can do everything and sort of let ourselves free once we're drunk and all that because that's the thing like we've almost given up only given ourselves the space to be free or to do all this stuff once we're drunk it seems mm -hmm. you know like we can socialize and sort of get over our issues and come out of the, the closet more once we're drunk or under the cover of night is the other thing yeah it's yeah. like it's that whole yeah. thing of if you go out at night you know what i mean nobody can see you i think it's almost that kind of inbuilt hidden shame that we still have from like 30 40 years ago or yeah. even even less so than that really but i think until i'd say it would take another generation before um kind of gay cafes or queer cafes in general just become more of a norm thing yeah because they yeah. are popping up more and more as all over the place you know we we know of ones in, in glasgow now as well um that are opening up which is fantastic um but it, it is just mind-boggling that it wasn't a thing really before this i know it is really weird well it shows you how much our culture is geared around booze and, yeah and, yeah and darkness you're right darkness as well mm -hmm. the sort of shame yeah it's almost like the, the closet personified in a way yeah mm. i always think oh. it's like um it's like you know that film logan's run have you ever seen that boys it was a thousand years ago but there's no oh. it's, it's a sort of a sci-fi yeah. film from the 70s or the 80s I can't remember. Yeah, yeah yeah and and it's like uh there's a there's in the future i think farah fawcett was in it when it was uh, the film there was a tv series afterwards it's hilarious um, but the thing about it is that they live in this sort of dome or planet or something. And there's a bit that when you turn 30, <laughs> you have to be, you're, you're taken away to this place. You basically, ate, and then you realize you get killed. Basically, you age out. Uh, there's oh. too many people. The planet, planet's overpopulated or something. But you just get taken away and you age out and you, just, you go somewhere and you just never see them again. And I think gay culture is a bit like that too. That, mm. uh, that you know, once, when you reach a certain age, unless you're me and you open your own club. <laughs> um, you that at a certain age you just disappear. Do you know what yes. I mean? Because <laughs> the, the 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 outlets available are not particularly designed for you as as you get older. You know, it's to do with people who can stay up late and. Yeah, and, I think uh, that's yeah. that's another thing I found with the cafe is that um, our, our kind of clientele is outside of your, your typical um, nightclub scene. It's either pretty, you know, under eighteens or, you know, teenagers, or then you do have the kind of older generation who I, I assume probably don't feel as welcome in nightclubs and things like that. Or it's, you know, it's not their scene. Nope, you don't, might not want to stay up till three in the morning, you know, drinking no. and dancing. Like yeah. you want to go and have a coffee and a pan of chocolat with your friend without having to feel the need to drink 10 yeah. vodka Cokes or whatever. And be around yeah. people who have the same who are the same as you with your tribe i was also there's the thing about body fascism that i think is so much a part of our of queer culture mm. and that you know that's another thing as people get older as if their bodies mm. don't conform to that very you know it's just another thing about age people of of any age feel it but i think it must obviously happen 
uh, as you get older because you're sort of reminded that you're not young and have a six pack and everything. I'm, I'm just curious about you two as young people, how you feel, uh, find that and feel about that in, in our queer culture, the sort of body sort of obsession definitely is still a thing i think yeah for everybody not just in the queer community but everywhere you know you do have the instagram models that are paid to promote these things and you you know you would look and you go well how am i ever going to achieve that do you know what i mean that is a million layers of of makeup and uh, you know photo editing which is the key thing they've been- it's, it's yeah it's a big thing but yeah in the queer community especially i mean everywhere of course exactly but like there's a sort of added pressure in the queer community because then we're the sort of, you know, we're supposed to be the outcasts and the sort of the accepting ones and like, hey, it doesn't matter who you are and what you look like, whatever. But then at the same time, it's like, well, but you need to have a, a six pack, like these guys on Grindr, who are like, you need to have mm. a six pack and you need to have a, a bubble butt and you need to be, you know, like absolutely yeah. perfectly whatever. Um, and it's bizarre because like no one is, and then especially during lockdown and during this year where everyone's extremely depressed and extremely you know finding all sorts of coping mechanisms to get through it um all these sort of body issues have been popping up more and more and more yeah yeah but at the same time i think even the like the fact that lockdown has happened and that um that has happened to everyone has actually made a lot of people confront their own issues but then also their own sort of little prejudices that they might have had and think oh actually who am I to judge someone else's body or someone else's coping mechanisms or way of I getting through the true. day? I think that's yeah. actually a very leveling. It's been a very leveling thing. Mm. But also I think the, the idea that, you know, having queer spaces that don't have the hunger games element of like, when you go <laughs> in and you're like, here we go, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like you can actually just have a coffee and like, cause we always, me and my friend, Rod Thomas, who is Bright Light, Bright Light. Um, he performs at Club Coming. We used to hang out in Hackney in London together, like young queer kids. And we always, there was the Joiner's Arms on Hackney Road, mm. which was like this old pub that was open till like five in the morning. And it was like, you know, there's always like water coming out the toilets and like the whole <laughs> thing was a mess. And like, you know, it was just falling apart, but everybody loved it. And it was really great fun there. But we used to joke with each other like if we were meeting up during the day we'd be like oh should we go for a coffee at the joiners i.e like you would <laughs> never set foot in there yeah. if it, unless you were absolutely blind drunk and, oh, yeah, yeah. you know and and it's um and also those places are ugly with the lights on like club coming with the lights up there's a there's a, there's a knitting thing at club coming and i've never yes. been but i was like i want to go there's all these you know early evening we have a knitting thing it's a really great range of people it's a great thing for the community a little old ladies and you know gay guys from up the so road nice. all come and um and uh, i was said i want to go i want to go and knit because uh, I know the knitting, um, it was my idea, uh, but I know the knitting <laughs> teacher. And he um, and, and Daniel, my partner in the bar, said, no, Alan, you won't like it. I was like, I will, I will. He went, no, they had the lights up full. I was like, I'm not going. There's <laughs> <laughs> no. something about like a nightclub space. Like, yes. Exposed. Like, like, Coming's no. all red shades and all oh. sort of Weimari and velvet and all mm-hmm. you know, dark and lovely yes. and little pools of red light. And then, you know, when you... We sometimes have meetings there and things and, and all the lights are up. It's not pretty. You know, it's all smoke and mirrors. Let alone showbiz. the person who you've been dancing with for the past hour. So is that still a thing? Like just when the lights go up? What Absolutely. the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> no like, it's, it's so late now. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of part one for our LGBT Safe Spaces episode. We're going to be chatting more to Oscar and Zach in part two. So head over to your feed, click on part two, a bloody lesson. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Spirit Studios.